Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello and welcome back to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And I think this is episode number 56. I've actually lost count. So let's um, let's just call it episode three of season three. And here we are back on the giant Swiss ball I told you about last week, recording episode three of season three for you. Sitting again with the sun shining through the window in front of me, a beautiful, quiet day, albeit a very, very cold day. Um, but it's a lovely day to be out. We've just we've just been for a big walk. Me and me and my golden retriever Oscar. We've just been for a lovely walk around the lake. And apart from being a bit fresh on your fingertips, it's it's a beautiful December day. And as we record this, we are only just over two weeks away from Christmas. Even though we know when Christmas is coming, it, it seems to have this habit of really sneaking up on you, doesn't it? I remember in maybe end of September, looking at all the advent calendars. So end of September, Oct- early October, all the advent calendars coming out. And I thought, I'm going to be really proactive and I'm going to I'm going to buy a couple of advent calendars really, really early this year because I know what normally happens. I wait till sort of the end of November and I think oh, all, the, all the good ones are gone. And... Um, and it happens every year. So this year I thought I'd be really proactive and buy them as early as I see them. And what happened? <laughs> I bought them with two days to go. Luck- luckily, there were still some good ones left. Um, but it's just one of them things. I've always had an advent calendar since I was a kid. I know I'm 40 years old now, but it's just it's just one of them things. I don't know, one of them traditions. I can't confess to having a stocking on the end of my bed anymore, but I've always had an advent calendar. And it's amazing just how quick them days tick away. Not just not just to Christmas, but you know that's that's your life kind of going. You know, that's your life just just whizzing by day by day. And if we had an advent calendar every every month of the year, I think we'd soon see just how quickly our life is going. But with two weeks to go till Christmas, I want to talk a little bit today about eating healthily at Christmas. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and preach. You know, I don't want to do that. But a lot of my clients talk to me about. Christmas time and, and the feelings they have, you know, the, the guilt feelings and, and trying to maybe even try to lose a bit of weight pre-December. So they allow themselves that sort of breathing room, if you like. So they've got a bit of room to to put on a few pounds over Christmas. And, and nobody wants to be wearing maternity pants over Christmas just because they've eaten so much and we're all walking around with food babies. So we're going to come to that, all the all the ways that you can eat a little bit better at Christmas, but ultimately how you can stay healthy over Christmas without being too restrictive and without taking the fun away from Christmas time. So I did promise when we started season three that I would talk a little bit about everything that's happened to me during the week. And just to give you an insight into, into what my life is like, how I try and stay fit and healthy. And like I said last time, I used the word try because it's it's always a challenge, no matter who you are, even the fittest among us, it's a real challenge. I remember when I had Chris Akabusi on the podcast and he was saying about, you know, this is Chris Akabusi for crying out loud, you know, Olympic, Olympic athlete, world champion. And, and he put on the, like two or three stone and it just crept up and crept on over the, over the years. And, and we all have, 
we all have struggles no matter who we are so i try and share with you um well i do share with you everything and i'm as honest as as i possibly can be and try and show you exactly how hard it can be sometimes to to stay fit and healthy and all the things that i do to try and keep me on the straight and narrow this week there hasn't really been a lot going on i must admit it's been a lot of christmas prep um you know black friday's been and gone cyber monday's been and gone most of the christmas shopping's been done it's just about getting getting ready we've got a lot of family coming over and and making sure that everything's here but one thing that's really stuck in my mind and and i've thought I'll have, to, I'll have to share that with you listeners on the podcast, is that I've had quite a few aches and pains over the last couple of weeks. It started off with um, with a neck spasm, two muscles in my neck that went into spasm. That was a few weeks ago, and that was down the right-hand side of my neck, and it was really bad. I, I woke up and I couldn't move. I remember waking up during the night, and I, I couldn't roll over from side to side. I had to physically lift my head up with my hand just, just to move my head around on the pillow. It was that bad. So I went and had the treatment at the osteopath and amazing ladies, if, you, if you're sort of Milton Keynes based, MK osteopaths, absolutely amazing. Cured it with, with magic hands with, within a day. It's fantastic. Um, and then I get rid of that and I, I wake up a few days later and I've got a bit of a bad back and, and and that sort of goes over a few days, three or four days, let it ease itself, you know, take it easy, rest, that kind of stuff. And then that goes and I think, right, I'm back to... I'm back to fighting fitness now and I'm feeling good. Next day I wake up with another neck problem, exactly the same as previously, but on the left-hand side of my neck. Oh my God, and then that goes and I've got a problem with my bicep in my right arm and it just it just seems never-ending at the minute. And I'm not I'm not doing anything to to warrant these injuries as far as I'm aware. It's not like I'm going out, I'm not I'm not lifting particularly heavy weights, I'm not doing anything silly. It's just it's just life. And it's just it's just struck me that no matter how young I might feel and how how my mind doesn't believe that I'm 40. In my head, for some reason, I've always had it in my head that I'm still like 24, 25 years old. I don't know why that particular number is stuck in my head. But everything I do, I kind of approach it with, with that sort of attitude. <laughs> I entered a race um, recently for, for this coming year and I've had to go in a different age group and I've had to go in like the 40 plus age group. And I there's a big part of me, probably a big, big part of my ego, I imagine, that doesn't want to put me in that age group. It wants to put me in the in the lower age group. And I, I just see myself as being 24, 25. So when I do things like go to the gym and I do obstacle course races and stuff, and I don't see myself as being a an older person, if you like. I, I always see myself in that mid-20s. And, and and then it hits you when you fill out the form and you think, oh, actually, I'm in an older age group. I stand a better chance of finishing a bit higher up the leaderboard here. And so you, you end up filling in the correct age anyway, because you think you might do a little bit better. But it does strike me that no matter how young my mind is and how how old I may think I am, my body, despite looking after it pretty well, still has other ideas. There's still parts of me that are getting old and, and I can't help that. And it's just, it's interesting. It can be very frustrating at times, you know, when, when you wake up and, and you're fit and you're healthy and you're active and you wake up and you can't move, the, move your neck and you can't you can't drive because you can't turn your neck. You have to turn your whole body to look, look right and give way when you're driving a car. So that's impossible. And it is frustrating. But I remember listening to Billy Connolly, the Scottish comedian, a few few months ago, he was talking about he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's a few years ago. And he was talking about 
how his body's changing and how he's getting used to that and how he's having to get used to certain parts of his body not working the way they used to and certain parts of his body dying. And he said it's a fascinating feeling to to see that. He's not seeing the, the negative side of it. Again, for him, it must be frustrating and, and a bit disappointing at times, but he's just, he's finding this this whole journey very fascinating. And I think that's the way we've got to look at life. Just just because my neck's gone into spasm one day doesn't mean I've lost the use of my neck forever. It's just one of them things. And, and there'll be times when I won't be able to do certain things that I always used to be able to do. And it will be incredibly hard, but we have to adjust and we have to get used to that. I told you in the first two episodes of this season that, that I just moved house and and my dad wanted to help me move house. So I had a I had a bed that I was going to transfer from one house to the other. And I did say to my dad, he's, my dad's like 69 now. And I said to him, plus don't forget he's had his two heart attacks as well. And he, you know, he's a bit, I call him a bit fragile. He absolutely hates that, but he, he is a bit fragile and, and you know, he bruises. You only got to breathe on him and he'll bruise. That's due to years of steroids. Um, prescribed steroids, obviously. <laughs> not. Uh, he's never tried to become a 100-meter runner or anything like that. Um, but it's it's years of steroids, and he is a bit fragile. And I've said to him, for, for crying out loud, please don't try and lift anything. Don't, le- don't do anything. Just leave it for me. I will sort it out. As I went to the gym one day, I was, I was training a client. I come home, and my dad was there trying to move the bed. And as he's tried to move the mattress, he's... All he's done, it's a very light move. He's, he's just gone to, to move the mattress across the bedroom and the slightest move of his arm and he's ripped the bicep away from the mus- uh, away from the bone in his arm. And I can't obviously show you the pictures on the podcast, but the bruising runs all the way around his arm from his wrist up to his shoulder. And it's it looks horrific and he's in a lot of pain. Unfortunately, because of his heart attacks, his heart isn't strong enough to withstand any kind of operation where he has to go under general anesthetic. So although an operation is probably required in this case, it's just not possible to have it. And this is what I mean about being fragile. He is fragile, even though he doesn't want that word used. Unfortunately, his body is is exactly that. And he has to be very careful because he cannot afford to have an operation. If he falls over and breaks his hip, the operation will most probably lead to his death. So he has to be incredibly careful. And we all have to be aware of, of our aging bodies, even though we don't like it. You know, I, I know 90-year-old people who still go out and do things that they, oh, I used to be able to do this 20 years ago. And yeah, you did, but you were 20 years younger then. And as much as you might not want to believe it, and as much as you might be fit and active, and you must have walked to the shops and walked your dog and everything else, suddenly like putting an armchair up in the loft isn't quite as easy when you're 94. You know, you have to take it a bit easy and you have to, you have to understand that and you just have to give in to life a little bit sometimes and, and be aware of of what your body is is trying to tell you in, in the gentlest way possible. So I know a lot of you listening to this will be over 40 and I know a lot of you will, will understand this. You'll, you'll wake up with aches and pains and you know they'll, they'll go after a few days and then another week there'll be another one. But try not to get frustrated. It is just our bodies. Just aging in time, no matter how well we look after our, our soul, our spirit, and, and we look after our organs and everything else, you know, our body will will decay in time and it will happen probably sooner than we'd like. So go a little bit easy on yourself and be aware of the problems and just sit back and take a rest when your body's telling you to take a rest, you know? 
So back to the promise topic of healthy eating at Christmas. This could be a huge topic, but I want to break it down into into two things really that we can all do well this Christmas. And it's one thing is to add into our lives and one thing is to take away. Now, I say we're, we're sitting here, it's, it's just into the second week of December. Some of you may have already tried losing weight. Some of you might be very focused in losing a few pounds before Christmas. So it allows you over that sort of seven to 10 day period of Christmas and the new year to to put on a few pounds because you know what it's like. We all buy too much stuff at Christmas. The shops are full already and have been since late September or early October of, you know, boxes of Quality Street and Miniature Heroes and Celebrations and and all the big boxes and mini cheddars and all this kind of stuff, you know, and we've probably been loading our cupboards up. But how many times, how many times have you had to load your cupboards up, eh? How, how many of you in the past have, have bought like tins of chocolates end of September thinking, I'm going to put these away in the cupboard under the stairs. They're going to stay there till Christmas. And, and we've we've done our Christmas shopping already. And then sometime in early November, you think, hmm, just... I just fancy something nice to, I just fancy something sweet after my dinner. I'll just go and have one of them celebrations out of the tin. That'll be all right. Once you break that seal, it's just, it's lethal. You know, you break the seal, you're never going to just have one and put it back. Um, you're going to, you're going to carry on until the box is finished or until you're left with, oh, what's, what's in celebrations? What's the ones we don't like? Things like bounties and things like that you know when you have the quality street it's all like the sticky toffee things and the really hard toffee things fudge ones that are left till last and and they get left at the bottom of the tin don't they until until you're absolutely so desperate for a bit of chocolate you know you've got to have your fix ah oh, sod it go on i'll have the i'll have the hard toffee one and it's it's never very nice you might as well just throw them away but anyway so then you go and you eat your celebrations and, and you end up buying another tin sort of early november time uh, and then maybe if you if you're really lacking control, maybe you end up buying another two tins before Christmas. But um, one of the things we can add in is control. Now, control is a is a tricky one because you don't want to limit yourself, and you don't want to be restrictive to the sense that people are having a good time and they're passing things around, and you want to always be saying no, no, I'm, I'm on a diet and I, I don't want to be eating that and I'm watching, my, I'm watching my waistline and I can't have one of them and I'll just have one little mini pig in blanket with my Christmas dinner while everyone else is having four or five. And it's just about being sensible and it's about not eating for the sake of eating. See, the problem is in the modern world, like I said, everything's been available since sort of September time, really. Um, and everything is available years and years ago. And I don't want to go back to like, you know, when I was a lad and all that kind of stuff. But when I was a lad, you uh, you didn't have so much food available quite so early. You know, things like after eight mints, for example, was a real treat growing up. And I'm sure, you know, I'm 40 years old. So for me growing up when I was maybe in my, what do they call it nowadays? The tweens in them sorts of years. Um that was a real treat, a, a tin of after eight mints. And probably before that, 20 years before that, it was even more of a treat. But now it's just, it's one of them things that you can get all year round. You know, like um, like Cadbury's cream eggs, for example, at Easter time. They'll, they'll be going on sale in probably two to three weeks. Straight after Christmas, you'll see them in the shops. And they'll be on sale for like three to four months, where really they're just, they should just be on sale for a couple of weeks over Easter. 
it doesn't always feel like a treat. If you're eating cream eggs from January the 1st, doesn't feel like a treat come Easter time, does it? And it's the same with the celebrations and the after eights and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't feel like a treat when you've been eating them since mid-September. So that's a quarter of the year we've been eating these foods. They don't feel like Christmas foods anymore. So bring in a little bit of sense, sensible control is probably the way I would put it. So you don't eat for the sake of eating. You know, you, you stick to your, your, your meal plan, whatever that may be, like your three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, a couple of snacks. And all right, maybe the afternoon snack over Christmas time isn't so much of an apple. Maybe it is more three or four celebrations. And, and you know, that's fine. But but don't eat what you normally eat and then fill up on the celebrations and, and the cakes and the biscuits and everything else around it. Still be mindful. Don't just don't just binge for the sake of binging. Enjoy your food. Absolutely enjoy your food. Enjoy your Christmas dinner. Don't sort of skimp on your Christmas dinner. Don't have a dry Christmas dinner because, you know, gravy is bad for you and it's going to put on a few pounds. For crying out loud, enjoy Christmas time. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the time with your family. Indulge and, and have a cake and have a few mince pies and have some mulled wine and a, and a couple of drinks, you know. Have a Baileys. Go on, knock yourself out. Have have some fun. But just be a little bit mindful. Just there, There's a fine line between enjoying yourself and gluttony. And gluttony is going to put you in a position where come January, you are almost forced to go on a diet because you have put on so much money, uh, so much money, so much weight over Christmas. I wish we could put on money. That would be very helpful. Um, but we've all put on so much weight over Christmas that we we have to do something in January. And then obviously January rolls around and we don't want to do anything because we're being forced to do it. When January comes around, we should make some changes. Absolutely. Make some resolutions. And we should we should look after our health and we should maybe do something like lose a few pounds or get a bit fitter or, you know, take part in some meditation or so, or something for our health. But we should do it because we want to do it for our health and for our mind and our body and our soul. We shouldn't do it because our dresses no longer fit or our trousers no longer fit. We shouldn't be forced into that change. It should be something we do for ourselves because we want to do it. And the second thing we can do for ourselves at Christmas, and this is, uh, so we've added in control. That was the first one. The one thing we can take away. Now, it's not chocolates. It's not crisps. It's not roast potatoes. One thing we can take away from, from us over Christmas is our feeling of guilt. And it goes with what we just said about the, the losing weight in January. You want to do that because you want to do it, not because you're forced to do it. Take away the guilty feeling over Christmas of thinking, I can't have um, an extra pig in blanket in my dinner because it's it's going to ruin my diet or it's going to force me to go on a diet in January or it's going gonna, it's gonna to put on a few pounds. Take that guilt away. And one of the worst things or one of the worst feelings we can have over Christmas is to really, you know, we're healthy throughout the year, hopefully, you know, and you've maybe you've followed a plan, maybe you've been losing some weight, maybe you've just been really looking after yourself. Then you have these Christmas meals and they're big meals, you know, and you feel a bit a bit bloated after your Christmas meal. How, how many of us want to go down and we, we have all good intentions of watching the Queen's speech, but we all fall asleep. And it's not because the Queen is boring. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit, but it's not because the Queen's boring. It's because we're just, all our energy has gone to our digestive system to break down this mountain of food that we've just eaten. And and we feel like that. And then, then this guilt feeling comes over us. Like, oh my God, I should, how many of us say this? Oh, I shouldn't have eaten all of that. That's that's something that I've heard my dad say for donkey's years. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten all that. 
Well, maybe you shouldn't, but there's no point feeling guilty about it afterwards. If you've had a good time with your family and, you know, you've had, I don't know what you have around your household, but maybe you have like a some pate as a, as a Christmas day Christmas dinner starter or, you know, a prawn cocktail or something like that. Growing up, it was always pate or prawn cocktail was the starter. And then, you know, you have your, your big mound of food. You've got your roast potatoes, your roast veggies. You've got maybe a Yorkshire pudding. You've got turkey, you've got gravy, bread sauce, cranberry sauce. You name it, you've got it on your plate. Pigs in blanket. It's all there. Stuffing. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if you had this on, like, a Monday night after after work, you know? You wouldn't do anything for the rest of the evening. Well, just no wonder you're tired. But, and then following that, you have like, what, mince pies, brandy butter, a Christmas pudding, maybe even a bit of Christmas cake or something like that. And you're going to feel just exhausted and bloated and and you're going to have wind and you're going to just want to go to sleep. And that's when the guilty feeling kicks in. But just make sure, particularly around the Christmas dinner time, that you enjoy the company, you enjoy the food and, and you have fun. Don't feel guilty for that. It happens once a year. Just Go and enjoy the moment. And we all know we're going to eat too much. So don't feel guilty about it. There's plenty of other times that you can get that weight off or you can lose that bloated feeling. And you can be good 364 days a year. But please, if you, unless your religion says you don't celebrate Christmas, go and enjoy the food. Enjoy Christmas and, and allow yourself that, that feeling, that feeling of bloatedness and that feeling of, oh my God, I've eaten too much. Enjoy that and don't let yourself feel guilty about it. Even before you have your dinner, enjoy the whole process. It's it's a bit like throughout the year, you know, you should always enjoy the process of eating. And that means enjoy the process of feeling hungry, enjoy the process of buying the food, washing the food, cleaning the food, preparing the food, chopping the food, cooking the food and eating the food. So it's a whole process. It's a whole moment of life rather than just buying some chopped vegetables, throwing them on a tray, throwing them in the oven and then wolfing down your dinner as quickly as you can. It's not about that. It's about enjoying the moment, enjoying the feelings throughout that process. And the Christmas Day meal is no different. You know, get your, you know, you know, Christmas Day, you know, you're probably starting the prep the night before. Now, I'm cooking Christmas dinner this year for quite a few people. I don't want to ruin my favourite day of the year by getting stressed and spending it in the kitchen and cooking and getting hot and sweaty and sitting down at the dinner table, having dished, dished everyone's dinner up, thinking, I'm exhausted now. I don't really want to eat this dinner now because I've, I've spent too long in the kitchen cooking it. I want to enjoy that and I want to enjoy the day. So get people involved. Get people chopping your vegetables, washing your Brussels sprouts, you know, and get people the night before doing things, the day before Christmas Eve. Get people preparing the the turkey and preparing the stuff in and and everything you can do in advance. Get people involved, get some Christmas tunes on and and just have a bit of fun, wear some silly clothes and and have a laugh, play some games, enjoy the whole process and take that stress away from Christmas by making it an experience rather than something we have to go through. So many of us look forward to Christmas and we spend months planning for it, prepping for it and the Christmas day itself can be incredibly stressful but just Allow things to go with the flow a little bit and just get everyone involved. Husbands, partners, children, grandchildren, grandparents, just get everyone involved. Get everyone in the kitchen, get everyone's hands dirty and have a laugh. You know, who cares if your grandkids can't cook? Just just get them to do something. Get them to, to wash the sprouts, wash the carrots or get them to maybe decorate the Christmas cake or something. Put some icing on a, on a 
chocolate log or something like that. Just just get everyone involved and have a wonderful, wonderful time. And like I say, when you get to January, then you won't feel the guilt. You won't feel the need that you have to change. You'll want to change for you because you've had a good end to the year. Let's make 2020 even better. And if you get to 2020, if you get to January and you want to lose a bit of weight or you want to turn up or you want some help, head over to healthbuddy.fit backslash transform. So what I've done for Christmas and the new year is take away all membership fees. So there's no membership fees to pay and there's lifetime access on all the programs. So just head over there, www.healthbuddy.fit slash transform and choose from whatever area of your life you want to improve. Do you want to improve your mindset, your motivation, your lifestyle, environment, relationships, your nutrition, your exercise, maybe you want to start meditation, whatever you want, it's all there. It's all lifetime access, no membership prices just for Christmas and New Year. And enjoy 2020 and be the best version of yourself you possibly can in 2020 and do it because you want to do it because you love yourself, you love your body and you want to nourish your soul, you want to nourish your body and you want to step into Christmas next year as an even better version of you. So having said that, having shared my tips for for a good Christmas and, and shared how I think Christmas Day should should go and how it should be stress-free. I, I really hope and I touch wood that um, it comes to fruition for me as well. I hope that is actually the case, that things do go the way I've just explained and family do get involved and family do join in and and decorate my Christmas logs and stuff like that and, and take away a bit of the stress for me. And I hope that Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day and, and, and every day around that is just filled with joy and happiness. And I hope everyone's is. And it doesn't have to be the stressful time. If you're a husband listening to this, don't let your wife do it all, please. Muck in, help her out. And, you know, same with you if you're listening now and you've got parents, don't let your parents do it all. Let's all muck in together and and let's all wash up together and and all get our hands dirty and share the responsibility, share the the bit of stress that will be flowing around and, and have a good time, have some fun. And if you're about on social media over the next couple of weeks, Go and check out Health Buddy on Facebook and Instagram and, and you'll see some of my videos going in there every Wednesday. And I've got some pretty cool Christmas Christmas clothing going on over the next couple of weeks. So definitely check them out and some more good advice for Christmas as well. Other than that, have a great week. Continue to get yourself ready for Christmas in the happiest and stress-free way as possible. And I will speak to you all again next week on the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Take care.